many of us uh, would have seen some of the developments happening outside of the Free State uh, uh, local courthouse yesterday in uh, the town of Senegal, uh, where uh, we uh, certainly saw uh, untold levels of violence uh, being undertaken uh, in that particular area. And uh, on the back of all of this, I guess this evening we're asking ourselves under the microscope, uh, what do we make of uh, all of what we saw yesterday and uh, some of the progress that has happened on that score? And uh, Ranzo Temba, spokesperson for the Ministry of Police, joins me now on the line. Ranzo, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the opportunity. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Ranzo, I want us maybe to start off here. Um, just, just with what you saw yesterday, um, you know, many people have, I guess, this impression that there's a seeming reluctance on the part of law enforcement to deal with what happened yesterday, largely because some of the people who were involved were white. Similar examples are being made of what had happened in the University of Free State a few years ago at a rugby match that coincided with the protest, uh, and, and the list goes on and on. Um, what is the view of the ministry on that score, and I guess how some people have uh, uh, sort of made sense of what has happened yesterday? Yeah, I mean, the Minister of Police uh, learned with disgust um, of what transpired yesterday, you know, calling it uh, lawlessness that cannot be tolerated whatsoever, despite what the issues at hand are. There's absolutely no reason why people feel the need to take their law into their own hands. And this is what these uh, protesters attempted to do, because what they did was they stormed the the, the court building, um, demanding for the two suspects who appeared for the murder of a 21-year-old uh, farm manager to be handed over to them. But uh, needless to say, um, the minister really uh, believes that while, you know, the right to, to protest is enshrined in our constitution, it has to be, it has to be done responsi- responsibly. Mm. And of course, just to answer your question, you know, for the South African Police Service, crime is crime. You know, it doesn't come dressed in a certain color or creed. And um, where criminality takes place, uh, police have to act. And this is the very reason why the minister yesterday released a statement, strongly worded one, calling for police to make arrests. Um, but it's very important, I want to, you know, your listeners to take note that um, mm. the protesters yesterday, they were, some of them were armed uh, with pistols, with live ammunition. And this is the very reason why the police acted the way they did. Um, so we have been given a full report as to what took place. And uh, we're satisfied with the fact that, you know, the police dealt with this situation in the most effective way at the time. More so because okay. they, were, they were outnumbered, essentially. Sure, sure. Ruranzo, you're saying you've received the report, you're satisfied with it. What does that report say about all of the other people we saw on TV you know, some even mounting over a burning, uh, you know, a burning a police vehicle. It certainly wasn't only this 52-year-old male who was involved in this. And maybe many South Africans might be asking themselves, why is this particular gentleman the only one who is incarcerated? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 52-year-old farmer is the first arrest that has been made. We are I expecting see. more similar arrests to be happening soon. In fact, uh, more so that uh, he's not going to be appearing in court tomorrow. We're waiting for the others to be rounded up so that they can all appear okay. at the same time. So arrests are imminent, Ayawangwa, and this is largely due to the um, investigation that has been escalated at a provincial level. Um, the provincial commissioner has been tasked to basically look 
at uh, ways of assisting the investigations, where it be looking at footage, looking at those uh, very same uh, uh, videos that you are talking to and many of your listeners saw over social media, but also looking at our very own footage as the mm. Police Service, CCTV footage as well, to see and identify and bring those people to book. Um, and just going back to your earlier question about the report that we see, I mean, I can't obviously give you everything that we Not have, sure. especially when it comes to uh, operational matters. Okay. But safe to say that there is going to be more of a probe as to could this uh, incident have been you know, prevented, um, more so because we're talking about over a thousand um, protesters that gathered outside the cynical no. magistrate court, and many of them um, we know and understand that were quite violent, volatile, and also, as I've mentioned, were armed. Mm-hmm. Ranzo, I want us to pause here for a second because when I, when we come back, uh, I want us to engage. I guess you know some of the justifications that people have, uh, uh, you know, for for this particular protest. Many saying that uh, you know the the cries of South African farmers and read white farmers uh, have been falling on deaf ears. South African government hasn't dealt, or the police haven't dealt uh, with the uh, you know the scourge of farm murders. And uh, I'd maybe love to to hear the perspectives of the ministry on that score. Uh, and I guess also some of the broader implications around rural safety uh, uh, on the back of this particular incident. So we'll continue with some of those issues on the other side of this. It's 11 minutes now before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope and uh, in conversation uh, with the spokesperson of the Ministry of Police, uh, Ranzu Temba. And uh, we're talking, I guess, about, uh, or I should say, reflecting on uh, uh, what has happened since uh, we saw some of those scenes yesterday coming out of the local a courthouse in Senegal in the Free State. And uh, Ranzu, I guess I was sort of foregrounding this question before we went to the break, that, uh, you know, many people might feel uh, rightfully justified for what they were doing in the context of this growing discourse around, uh, you know, a white genocide and the murder of, you know, read white farmers uh, on the countryside. And uh, I guess what they are suggesting has been the seeming indifference of the law enforcement authorities and the government more broadly. I don't think we can even use the word justified when it comes to the attack on the state. Um, mm. Look, we all condemn the gruesome killing of 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 this young man um, in Polru, uh, but there's absolutely no no right. No one has a right, in fact, to take the law into their own hands, uh, no matter what the situation is. So I think that we need mm. to put there and make it very clear that this type of lawlessness, it really cannot be justified, Ayabongwa. Um, the issue of farm murders, you know, it cannot be looked on in just one singular way. Um, what we are terming it in the South African Police Service is rural safety, because it's not just sure, the killing sure. of farm owners, it's the killing of farm dwellers, it's a killing of um, the, the, the rural community at large, it's a killing of farm um, workers, it's a killing of uh, farmers as well. So it is just looking largely at the overall safety of the people that are living in these areas. And, uh, you know, the police uh, takes it very seriously. These crimes associated with farm attacks uh, are included in the most serious crime category that we have in the South African Police Service. And you can even go to our website and look at our figures when it comes to the crime stats. And they don't talk to a genocide, Ayabonga, and this is very important. In mm, fact, mm. what we are seeing is that there are more farm uh, dwellers and, and, and farm workers that have been killed than farm owners. And, you know, the, the, the talk of having a, a white genocide is something that we're not mm. seeing and 
We are relying on figures. We're relying on statistics, which, by the way, have been given the stamp of approval by the Statistician General. And Where's um, this discourse you know, coming from, Ranzo? Where's this discourse well, coming from if it's not borne out in the facts? Uh, because I think, as you rightfully say, uh, there's probably more farm dwellers and labor tenants who are being killed on the countryside uh, than maybe sort of white farmers or white, uh, uh, you know, uh, owners of some of these farms. And yet there's this growing perception, not just here at home, but even abroad, uh, that uh, there's some form of sort of genocide of white farmers that is underway in South Africa. But we know, Ayawanga, that, you know, certain pressure groups did make trips abroad to spread this mm. sort of message that there are, you know, uh, some sort of uh, tax leveled on white people in South Africa. And this couldn't be further from the truth. And the, the figures don't lie. And just to also, you know, indicate to your listeners that in terms of uh, rural safety, uh, the South African Police Service is beefing up its response and viewing this sort of uh, a, a, a crime, you know, in a very serious light. We recently launched the renewed National Rural Safety Strategy, which really mm. speaks to a response that's more holistic, where it includes government, it includes the private sector, it includes farm owners, it includes farm dwellers, where we're seeing an inclusive sort of response to how do we keep crime away from these areas. And, you know, this, uh, this, this strategy recognizes the need for a national response to address crime in the rural areas and the need to work with these various stakeholders outside government. And that's the point. Um, so we cannot be accused of folding our hands. Just uh, on, on Tuesday, Ayabongo, the National Commissioner of the South African Police Service, which General Kefla Sitole, met up mm. with um, AgriSA uh, and other unions that represent the farming community to map out a way of how do we really strengthen the response from law enforcement to assist uh, in, 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 in rural areas, in farms, and in small dwellings to make sure that, you know, crime is kept at bay. So there's no way that we can say that we are not doing anything about farm attacks or just um, general attacks in the, rural, in the rural community. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. I guess I guess on the one hand, there's also and, uh, you know, I know it's not in the practice of uh, the police service or even any other security structure like that to share what they're doing on the score. But one would think that, you know, if you've got a thousand people uh, rocking up at a local courthouse, that there has been a lot of preparatory work that has been undertaken prior to that. What, what is some of the work, I guess, from an intelligence gathering perspective or even just trying to preempt? Mm. Uh, some of this uh, mobilization, which is really, I guess, mobilization uh, based um, on no real factual basis. Uh, how do we make sure that we stem this even before it flares up in the kind of incidents that we saw yesterday, which could have been a lot worse than what it ended up being? Yeah, absolutely. And this is the, the very, uh, you know, question that keeps on coming up time and time again, that, you know, did we have intel to preempt and see how big of a gathering this would have been? Um, we know that you no longer have to apply for, for, for permission to have a gathering, um, you know, and this is something that, that, that we at the South African Police Service are now starting to really tune our sort of uh, resources around because what's essentially happening is that while we knew that there were people that were going together, we may not have known the exact amount of people that are supposed to gather. By the way, we are still under lockdown level one. Um, mm. But at the same time, there is a probe that is underway. Um, and this has been, you know, commissioned by the National Commissioner, who basically activated the 72-hour 
um, activation plan where we are roping in, you know, uh, units uh, such as the crime intelligence, forensics, the the hawks, and other technical units to basically gather all the information that can assist in us answering this question uh-huh. as to could have this been avoided? How do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? But also the same 72-hour action um, uh, activation plan is also going to guide us as to who is responsible for these sort of lawless uh, acts that we saw yesterday and mm. uh, how many of them and how are they going to be brought to book, what charges are going to stick as well. So so there is a lot yeah. of questions that still need to be answered. I completely agree with mm. you that, you know, could there have been a situation where this could have been prevented? And as I've said, there is, on the SAPS side, there is um, an effort to mm-hmm. get to the bottom of it and see if this indeed is the case. Yeah, I mean, one of the other reasons why I asked that question has to do with what, you know, some of the people uh, or some people who share the sentiments of some of those who did uh, criminal acts they undertook yesterday. You know, I have also started to send you uh, abusive and insulting and very racist phone calls as well. Uh, uh, if you can, I mean, just do share with us some, some of what you've experienced and more importantly, I guess, happening as it does after the fact, uh, uh, whether or not that even says, you know, we probably should be doing a lot more of that kind of COVID work. I certainly don't know enough about it, but some of that COVID mm. work that is able to unlock some of what we've seen here, because we have seen prior instances of the mobilization of a wide right wing. I mean, I remember a few, probably a decade ago or more, uh, the Buramach cases as well, which sort of mm. uh, were tantamount, if I can say, to, to treasonous acts. Uh, and what we saw yesterday, where state resources are being burnt in that fashion, uh, one mm. would think is also tantamount to the same. We really cannot stress this uh, point enough that, uh, and I've said it uh, to you and I want to repeat it again just for further emphasis, that we respect the right for anyone to participate in a protest, but Mm. it needs to be done responsibly. It's not absolute. Your right to protest isn't absolute, uh, Ayabong because there needs to be responsibility. And the damaging and the the intimidation and the brandishing of firearms really cannot be tolerated. And this is why the police minister has said what he said, which is that he's encouraged by the arrest, but he's calling for more arrests to happen uh, as in yesterday. Um, But on a personal front, I've received uh, numerous calls, emails even, of, uh, you know, people that identify themselves as farmers, not necessarily giving themselves names, uh, but with a very heavy sort of Afrikaans accent and uh, really, you know, really taking this uh, this conversation to to the pits. In, in fact, you can't even mm-hmm. hold a conversation with someone who's shouting and, and, and throwing all sorts of profanity, but more than anything, being very racist in what they're saying, uh, largely because I'm basically doing my job, which is communicating on behalf of the, of the Minister of Police. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we could sit here the whole night to tell you what has been said, but it was something that I would not be repeating. But at the same sure. time, I'm just assuring you that, you know, we're not taking it lightly because it is an attack on the on the Ministry of Police and um, it is being investigated. But I think the fact that this conversation is degenerating to such an extent where people can't even hold a decent conversation uh, mm-hmm. and and really put put across facts where we can debate 
for me, it says a lot. But it's not about me. It's about the people of this country. People of this country need to feel safe wherever they are. And I feel like what happened in Senegal, that isn't the case. This is the very Mm. reason why we're really calling for more arrests and we're really calling for more charity as to, you know, can this be avoided? And hopefully this such acts don't happen again. Lorenzo Temba, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, I certainly hope, of course, that uh, some of the issues that are happening here will be put to a head. But thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you so much, Ebonga. That there was uh, Lorenzo Temba. She speaks on behalf of the Ministry of Police. And uh, says, Posa Pinda Mondoza Koti, 9 p.m. is the time. Uh, you have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Nangoku. Sisaibanga. Le economy.